family, would you stand with us? Good morning, church. Will you stand? All right, we're going to pray. Everyone's so excited to see each other. Let's just lift up our hands. Father, we thank you that we get to come into your presence boldly this morning. Father, that we don't have to hold anything back from you, but that we can bring all of ourselves to you this morning. We pray for your Holy Spirit to just be thick and tangible in this room, Father. Open our eyes and our ears and our heart to see you and to know you in a deeper way this morning. Father, let there just be unity in this church. Let there, unity be, let there be unity across the church and the world. We come with humble hearts and we come with joy and thanksgiving to be in your presence this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Blessed be God, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Almighty God, you all hearts are open, all desires known and from you, no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Jesus said the first commandment is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And as we prepare to celebrate the mystery of Christ's love, let us acknowledge our sins and ask the Lord for pardon and strength. Please kneel. Most merciful God, I confess that I have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what I have done and by what I have left undone. I have not loved you with my whole heart, I have not loved my neighbors as myself. I am truly sorry, and I humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on me and forgive me, that I may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray together the collect. O God, whose blessed Son came into the world that he might destroy the works of the devil and make us children of God and heirs of eternal life, grant that having this hope, we may purify ourselves as he is pure, that when he comes again with power and great glory, we may be made like him in his eternal and glorious kingdom where he lives and reigns with you, the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. The children would come forward. Look at you. You look great. Ladies, gentlemen, you're four. That's fantastic. That's so grown up. Oh, yeah. Look at this great crowd. If you would reach out your hands and pray with me as we bless these children as they go off to Sunday school. Heavenly Father, we are grateful for all of these children that you've given to us, Lord God, this great gift. We pray, Lord God, that you would watch over each and every one of them. Keep them close to you always, Lord God, filling them with your wisdom, knowledge, and courage. Amen. Amen. This morning's first reading comes from Amos, chapter 5, beginning in verse 18. Woe to you who desire the day of the Lord. Why would you have the day of the Lord? It is darkness and not light, as if a man fled from a lion and a bear met him, or went into the house and leaned his hand against the wall and a serpent bit him. Is not the day of the Lord darkness and not light? And gloom with no brightness in it? I hate, I despise your feasts, and I take no delight in your solemn assemblies. Even though you offer me your burnt offerings and cereal offerings, I will not accept them. And the peace offerings of your fatted beasts I will not look upon. Take away from me the noise of your songs. To the melody of your harps I will not listen. Let justice roll down like waters. And righteousness like an ever flowing stream. The word of the Lord. This morning's psalm is Psalm 70. We'll read responding by the asterisk. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Let them be ashamed and confounded who seek my life. Let them be turned back and confused. Let them be turned back because of their shame. Let all those who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. And let those who love your salvation say continually, Let God be magnified. But I am poor and needy. Make haste to me, O God. You are my help and my deliverer. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. 
This morning's New Testament reading is from 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 13 through 18. But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. The word of the Lord. Thanks to God. and on our hearts as we hear his holy gospel the holy gospel of our lord jesus christ according to saint matthew glory Glory to you lord Lord christ christ we are reading from matthew's gospel chapter 25 beginning at verse 1 then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom now five of them were wise and five were foolish Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And and while they went out to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, 
I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you, not, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise, Praise be to thee, Lord Christ. pray that as we listen to your testimony, Lord, coming down off the mountain from the men's retreat, and we listen to the words that you're speaking to us, that we would be encouraged to bring the light of you to the world, to a dark world. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. So you may, if you've been paying attention, have noticed that our readings have gotten a bit intense lately. (laughs) Don't hope for the day of the Lord. It's like if a man puts his hand on a wall and a snake bites him. Or he meets a bear in the woods. Pretty intense. I don't know. Paul said, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. I'm feeling a little of that when you hear these readings. Yet we are the people who look forward to what? A wedding feast. Just like the one that they had yesterday. We're the people who look forward to a big party in heaven. And I guarantee you the wine there will be better than anything we've had here. Amen? What is going on with these readings? Well, we have this beautiful thing that is part of our Christian tradition, that's called the liturgical calendar. 
And what it does is it frames the entire year around God's history. Not man's history, not what we've experienced so far, but God's history that we find in his book, the Bible. So let me just talk through that real quick. We're not going to have a very long message today. We're really excited to hear from some of our men who went to the men's retreat, what God's doing in their life. But I have a couple of things that I wanted to share with you as we began this morning. And when we look at the liturgical calendar, it starts, as you might know, with the season of Advent. And what's Advent all about? We know it's looking forward to the sweet baby Jesus. We're looking forward to that day when God becomes man, that we can become like God. Amazing. What a beautiful message. And then we go from Advent to Christmas, where the miracle arrives. And we celebrate by giving each other gifts and having parties and going to work events that are kind of awkward, but really fun. Well, my work events are the best, but uh, your work events might be kind of awkward. But the point is, all of the world revolves around the joy of Christ's coming. That's amazing, even if they don't know it. Then we celebrate Epiphany. What's Epiphany about? We three kings of Orient are. I don't know if they were from the Orient. We kind of just made that happen. But these wise men came from the east to worship the king. Because they had a revelation of the reality of God that broke beyond the Israelite people and encompassed the entire world. We all get to be a part of this salvation. That's what Epiphany is all about. And then we have Lent. So we've celebrated everything. We looked forward to our Savior coming. He came. He opened it to the whole world. And then we get to learn how to live it. In Lent, we take 40 days focusing on how to actually walk the Christian walk. And the revelation within Lent is that the way to be a Christian is the way of the cross. The way of the cross, taking up your cross, letting Christ crucify your flesh that you might live with him. And it's a hard season, but it's so good. Thank God we have Lent every year. Otherwise, we might forget that actually the hard things you go through in your life are a part of God's plan. That he can actually incorporate the most difficult things and make them into something beautiful. And so we celebrate Lent and we remember what Christ did as he went the way of the cross and he died for all of our sins. Although he was sinless, he took on him the sin of us all. And then we celebrate Easter. He didn't stay on the cross, but he rose again. And so that whole walking the way of the cross thing gets its right and proper understanding only in the light of the resurrection. Did you know that the point of Christianity is not to make you miserable? Some people don't know that. Christianity is a crucifixion. But thank God it's also resurrection. Amen? So even our misery has a timeline. And it ends. And we can celebrate the resurrection. Then, guess what? Jesus goes and he reigns over the entire world. Everything that is, everything that will be, is under Jesus' authority. Now, today. We celebrate that in the ascension. And then he says, I want you to rule and reign with me. Not only in heaven, but even on earth. 
Some of us do a little more ruling and reigning by God's grace on earth than others. I want to be one of those guys who does the ruling and reigning. Not being in charge of a lot of stuff, but ruling and reigning like Christ ruled and reigned. Serving, loving, leading, being a light to a dark world. And to accomplish that, we have the celebration of Pentecost. And Pentecost is when God sends his spirit to live within each of you. So it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within me. That there is no problem that you don't, like every problem you face, it's not you versus the problem. It's you and God versus the problem. And what's God plus anything? Well, it's infinite. It doesn't matter how much of a zero you are. You have God on your side. And guess what? He's going to make you a hero. Love that Hercules song. Zero to hero, just like that. It's not really just like that. It takes a lifetime. But Pentecost is about you being God in the world. Bringing God, let me say. Let me be clear, right? You don't become God. I know I'm getting a little sloppy with my words here. But you have God in you and you bring him into the world that he might conquer, that he might save, that he might heal, that he might set free. There are people who are broken, who are hurting, who are in prison, literally and figuratively, who need God and you get to bring him to them. You get to be the bearers of God's healing to the world. That's what Pentecost is about. And then we go to good old ordinary times. Just another day. No. Another word for ordinary times is kingdom tide. Because we have redefined ordinary. Ordinary is about every one of you waking up every day and living in the eternal victory of Christ. Doesn't sound so ordinary to me. And you know what? That takes up the majority of our year. Because that's the age that we live in. We live in the church age. The age where we live and reign on earth and bring his kingdom. Did you know that the devil has no authority? The enemy has no authority. All authority has been given to Christ. There's none left over for him. His only game is to trick us into using our God-given authority to support his mission. To lie to you. To tell you, hey, that girl wasn't really nice. You should just be really mean to her. It's a little immature, but I guarantee you, you felt that. I know I have. Jane pisses me off sometimes. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) That one's so clearly a joke, I didn't even feel like I could go with that. Uh, So, there are people in your life, though. They may not be Jane. They may be, you know... More like I am. A little obnoxious. A little ornery. A little arrogant. Then they piss you off. But guess what? It's no longer you who live. It's Christ who lives within you. And so even in those moments, we remember that ordinary times is actually loving your enemies. Praying for those who persecute you. That is a high calling. Takes a little crucifixion to be the type of person who can love your enemies. you got to beat up that old man that holds on to that pride that I deserve to get my way. And then we come to the end of ordinary times, and that's why the readings are what they are. Because what we're looking at in these next few weeks is the end of history. 
unlike many religions and philosophies throughout the world, Christianity knows that time started and time will end. It will end in a wedding feast. But it will also end with the judgment. And that's what we're being told about by Jesus today in our gospel and by our Old Testament prophet who said, the end of times is like a man putting his hand on the wall and a snake bites it that he didn't know was there. So we remember in this time to not just get lost in the day-to-day, but to remember that we actually, everything we do has eternity in the balance. You get to establish on earth the kingdom of God and bring your family along with you, and then you get to enjoy that for eternity in glory, unimaginable. But there are some people who don't. There are people who turn away and turn aside. There are people who are pretty darn sure that all that matters is enjoying their life right now. They forget about eternity. And so our readings are a little intense. Because the God of the universe cares whether you sin or not. He cares how you live your life. And we see, I'm just going to use this as an example, but we see what happens when people reject God in things like the Hamas bombing in Israel and the slaughter that happened there. What happened? They're pretty sure that eternity is going to reward them for evil. It's completely backwards from the Christian view. They have a staunch belief that if they commit those genocidal, homicidal, atrocious acts, that they will be rewarded for eternity. That's the opposite of what we do. We walk around dying that others may live. They walk around killing that they might have a kingdom. That is not the Christian way. Thank God that we live in a better kingdom. Thank God that Jesus came and he did not come with a sword. He came and died on a cross. That's the God we serve. That's pretty stark. That's pretty clear. But let me talk one more thing before we wrap up and go to our men to hear about the men's retreat. One more idea. There's a lot of people who think that you can just live in the middle. I'm a pretty good person. Why would God send me to hell? I do good things. I give to a charity. I serve at a food pantry. I sometimes go to church. I'm fine. And Jesus' heart breaks because there's so much more for them that they are rejecting every day. By living fine. Switchfoot has that song, right? More than fine. More than bent on getting by. More than just okay. God invites us to live death and resurrection. How boring is fine? How abysmally boring. I mean, we have movies about it where you have the guy who like punches in and he's like completely depressed. And then somebody comes in and his whole life falls apart, but he loves it because he's on an adventure for once. That's what we're invited into. Don't be evil, but also don't be stupid and lazy. Let's be kingdom bringers, kingdom worshipers, evidence of Christ in the world. That's what these readings are about. They're not to scare you. They're to wake you up like a nightmare. You wake up terrified of being the one who puts your hand on the wall and the snake bites it. No, we're going to be the one building the kingdom. Amen? Amen. Okay, we're going to stop there. Record time, Jesse's shortest sermon. (laughs) But we have more to talk about today. 
Because we went up to the mountains and God spoke to us. God met us in the mountains. It's amazing. It's like we didn't do anything special. We showed up and because he was there, it was life changing. Not because we did anything special. And so we're going to ask any men in this room who were at the retreat who want to share what God did in their life or what God said to them to come up and give a testimony of what God was doing. So if you want to stand up and you want to share something that God said to you, I invite you now to come forward. Otherwise, you get to listen to me for a lot longer. Yeah? Check one, two. Hello? Um, I think the biggest message I took from this weekend was uh, messages that were already coming to me, like, for, for months here. And those messages were planting your roots by the river, and this is the river, and we were all invited up to the lake, and the love of God came to all of us and basically filled the entire lake. So I hope your roots are planted because there's going to be so much water and love from God coming down that mountain. And uh, it was just super powerful. Yeah. That's it. You know, I was, uh, I was just seeking the Lord about what I might share, um, and I got this prophetic word up there that I believe wasn't just for the men, and your sermon really uh, connected it because of uh, what the vision is, and so I got to let you know that the day before retreat, I was on my patio, and because of the weather patterns we've had, um, all the spider activity, you know, it's like, the, the webs collect on all my patio furniture and they like hang out in the arms of the chairs and everything. And, um, I haven't been tending to it because it just comes and comes and comes. Um, and so it's like, man, it cools off. I'll just get rid of them all. Right. Um, and I went out there and it just looked and it was just like, man, there seems like there's way more than normal. And then all of a sudden the Lord said, I want you to look again. And where the webs were, fruit was coming out. So I had, Lemons and berries and limes and apples coming out of where the webs were, taking their place, taking the place of where those webs were. And what I believe the Lord is saying to our community is that there are areas that have been untended. There's areas that have been untended or areas in our hearts that have become dormant where once there was passion. An aspect of your, I'm going to dare to say this. Um, a dream that has fallen asleep and not been active. And what the Lord, and what's so funny is, is transition, this happening, transitioning towards Advent. We're invited to let the Lord in to those areas that have become dormant. What dream does God want to birth in you? That we seek the Lord in this time, this semi-penitential season where we say, what do you want to birth I'm ready for you to do the work in me to have what you want to birth.
can't shut me up. Um, what I got out of this is uh, this is you know Bishop Kessler's retiring, and it's hard for him. I know that, and you know he's been kind of forced to by his physical problems. But what the Lord spoke to me to encourage him, and uh, I know it was a word from the Lord, is that the last two guys that held his position, the last two leaders here of St. Michael's, this is a, a, a new chapter. This is the third, fourth chapter. We had Chris's dad, chapter one. We had Bishop Randy Adler, chapter two. We had Bishop Kessler, chapter three. And now we get Father Lewis. So, Lewis, this is a new chapter, and it's going to be written down. But the last two guys, they didn't finish well. And I just wanted all of you to know how well our bishop's done. He's finished well. He's run the race. He's still going to be around, but he's, a, he's going to be able to sit down and look back and say, the enemy attacked me in every way. The enemy tried to destroy me. And which he did hurt people before him that held that position. You know, when you're at the top, you, you get all the rain. When you're at the top, you're the umbrella covering everyone. And so you have to take the hits. And uh, so I was just so blessed and so encouraged to be there and to be able to stand with my bishop and encourage him and tell him, well done, faithful servant. And praise God, I'm looking forward to... Chapter 4, Father Powell. Amen. Okay. Like five minutes, and then I, I had to come back. Uh, but in the little time I was there, is really encouraged with uh, Father John House. He's not here. He's in Las Vegas. Uh, he's in Las Vegas ministering, just to make that clear, okay? <laughs> um, and then, uh, I'm sorry, whoever this was. Who spoke next? Ed. Father Ed. Sorry, Father Ed. Uh, <laughs> Father Ed gave his story, and it was very encouraging, and it reminded me of uh, our past days. I mean, like, uh, you know, I think I'm 25 still, and uh, of course I'm not. And uh, so he brought up some foggy memories and that were very, uh, very encouraging. And then uh, Father Jim spoke, and that's when I had to leave right after he spoke. But he spoke about dreaming, and uh, and the dreams, like, uh, um, um Thomas just got through talking about were really important. But what I got out of it was that uh, when I was there, you know, God is pulling together our, as men, a brotherhood. He's knitting our hearts together again. We're not, you know, it's easy in this Southern California life to live as individuals and to be transient and to want our own little space and live our own little lives but he's really drawn us into a body again. He's drawing us into that body. And he's knitting our hearts together as not only men, but also as a church with, our, with everyone who's here. I see it in the young people. I see it in Jane. I see it in uh, Kristen and Michelle. And what they're, you know, they have this heart for what's going on here. 
And I, I believe he's knitting our hearts together for, for that sake. For, and not only for the sake of the church or for the sake of what we're doing, but for the sake of you, individuals. He doesn't want any of you to be alone. He doesn't want your hearts to be broken. He wants your hearts to be filled with hope. And where you find hope, you find it in community. And you find it with people who love you, people that care for you. I can't imagine being out there in the world by myself and trying to deal with the problems I face by myself. That would be horrible. But he's knitting us together. and He wants to give you abundant life by bringing your hearts together and knitting you together. And those of you who may be off on the fringes or on the outskirts because of whatever, you know, it doesn't matter. God doesn't care. God loves you. God wants to draw you in. He wants to bring you abundant life. And I believe he's knitting us closer and closer together now as a church. And we're getting ready to enter into a phase where, you know, we talk about the good old days. The good old days haven't happened yet, guys. The good old days are coming. So I just want to encourage you, draw near together, be close together, open your hearts up, and let God heal those spots in your heart and bring you abundant life with everyone around you. Okay? Amen. Thanks. What you need to know is that God is moving in St. Michael's. There is hope, there is life, and you should hear those words and you should go out there and you should be excited for what God's going to unleash in our midst. Amen? Amen. Let's do it together. Let's stand. Brothers and sisters, we are called to pray until the day the Lord returns. Therefore, let us bring our needs and the needs of the whole world before God, who alone is our help and our provider, that the church will remain faithful and prepare herself for Christ's return. Lord, in your mercy, that leaders of nations will be alert to opportunities and actively pursue peace. Lord, in your mercy. That people who are near death will be reconciled to God and family members and, and family members. Lord, in your mercy. That corruption, violence, and injustice in society will be replaced by honesty, peace, and mercy. Lord, in your mercy. That married couples will grow in love and respect for one another. Lord, in your mercy. That we will be filled with the Holy Spirit to see Christ even in the least among us. Lord, in your mercy, that we will continue to assemble together and encourage one another as we see the day of the Lord's return nearing. Lord, in your mercy, for our own special intentions. Lord, in your mercy, Lord God, do not hold back plans for your people. Hear our prayer. Give us the grace to heed your word and prepare ourselves for Christ's imminent return. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Peace the Lord be always with you. With your spirit. Turn and greet your neighbor with the peace of God. That was good.
<laughs> the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. We had here at St. Michael's not that long ago this great and wonderful trunk or treat. Uh, we had so many people from the community come by and join us in a great party with candy. Uh, one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. And among all of the different decorations, the different trunks, there was voting, and we were looking for who who was the best. And uh, here is the trophy. <laughs> I'd like to ask the Powers family to come forward here as they had... <laughs> Congratulations, you did a magnificent job. It was wonderful. <laughs> I got to tell you, Lloyd Christmas was there too. It was really fun to see him there. <laughs> Would you say that uh, Micah and Katie had a. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, there were second. so many great spaces up there. They got second place. Okay. It was close race, guys. Yeah. Fantastic. It was really great. Uh, one of the things we didn't mention at the men's retreat is that, uh, you know, we have this great and powerful intellectual moment where we go out and throw an axe at a target <laughs> in a trunk, a trunk of a tree, and where we're trying to divine who is the, uh, the masculine man that is the best axe thrower. <laughs> Last year, unfortunately, that trophy went to Nevada, but this year, Cody Kessler brought it back to St. Michael. A great time was had by all. In the final round, I threw all my axes in the dirt. <laughs> that happens. My son was happy. He came home proud that he came in third. He, he he was the guy who, when I threw mine in the dirt, he managed to throw one into the tree, and I was done. So. <laughs> Andrew did great. Yeah, it was great. It was great fun. Great fun. Uh, there are some other things coming up on the calendar. I know that we show these uh, uh, things that are coming up here, and there is uh, this week, right? Is it this week? Is the, Yeah, uh, a couple of big ones. The uh, St. Michael's uh, Christian Academy Pumpkin Pie Feast and Turkey Bowling. If you've not been to that, it is a blast. Please come on out. It's at 1.30 p.m., and we'll conclude at 3 o'clock. On the 17th, on Friday. On if you Friday can, you want to be there. Not just for the pie. <laughs> yes, not just for the pie. Another big uh, uh, important announcement, grocery bags. The number Amen. of people we're feeding is growing and growing and growing. Uh, we're feeding over 120 families, whereas a year ago, it probably per month, per week, I'm sorry, per week, Whereas, yeah. whereas last year, about, about this time, it would Amen. have been about 60-ish. So it's doubled. So if you would, please bring in your grocery bags. There's a few other items up there to look at. Uh, men's meeting coming up. Uh, Thanksgiving uh, Eucharist on Thanksgiving uh, Day. Yep, yep. Fire nights, ladies' cookie exchange, and the Christmas ball. Any other Fantastic. announcements? No, I think that's good. Okay. God is moving. God is moving. All right, well, let's pray for our offering. Thank you. Offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving and make good your vows to the Most High. Ascribe to the Lord the honor due his name, bring offerings, and come into his courts. 
Let us with gladness present the offerings and oblations of our life and labor to the Lord.
lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Father, all-powerful, ever-living God, we do always and everywhere to give you thanks through Jesus Christ our Lord. Through his cross and resurrection, he freed us from sin and death and called us to the glory that's made us a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people set apart. Everywhere we proclaim your mighty works. You've called us out of darkness in your own wonderful light. And so with all the choir of angels in heaven, we proclaim your glory and we join with our ending hymn of praise. fountain of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them, so they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Before he was given up to death, a death he freely accepted, he took bread and gave you thanks. He broke the bread and gave it to his disciples, and he said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And he took the cup, and again he gave thanks and praise, gave the cup to his disciples, and he said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of a new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Let us proclaim this mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. And Christ will come again. In memory of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Father, this life-giving bread, this saving cup. And we thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence and serve you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Lord, remember your church throughout the world and make us grow in love together with our patriarch Craig and all of our clergy. Remember, especially those who are sick and firm in spirit, soul, or body. Susan and Naomi and Sonia and Sandra, Karen and Tammy and Patrick, Mike and Sean, Tyler, Ed, 
our Marines and sailors at Camp Pendleton, and all those serving in our armed forces, Sherry and Soledad and Bob. You may add names of those you're praying for. Draw our hearts to remember the poor and the broken. And as we receive the body and blood of Jesus, may we be transformed, become the body of Christ to the world. Lord, have mercy on us all. Lord, you've made us worthy to share eternal life with the Blessed Virgin Mary, the mother of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Joseph, her husband, and all the apostles, the martyrs, and the saints who have gone before us. May we praise you in union with them and give you glory through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him in the unity of the Holy Spirit. All honor and glory is yours, Almighty God and Father, now and forever. Amen. Amen. And now as our Savior Christ taught us, we are bold to pray. Our Father, Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us peace. The gifts of God for the people of God. fire 
let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in the battle and be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who roam throughout the world seeking ruin of souls. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Remember the gospel. God was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world to himself, not counting men's sins against them. He loves us. He's forgiven us. He's not mad at us, and he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. And the blessings of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you. Remain with you always. Amen. Thanks be to God.